maybe give me the give me the quick give me your the audience your quick uh, elevator pitch. Give them the you know not not the company yet. Just tell them a little bit about yourself and how you you know where denim came from, and then we'll we'll start to go. I got a bunch of questions for you. I'm I'm super interested. So let's let's rock and roll. So sure. So the way I like to start, I guess, in talking about myself is like. Um, 22 years now in the insurance industry. I guess it's actually 23. I guess it's 2018. So back in 1995, got my start as an insurance agent. And I was a captive agent with Northwestern Mutual out of Milwaukee. And so I was in the field, though. My office is in Missouri, where I'm originally from, born and raised. Went, got my undergrad down there in Missouri in business and marketing and uh, became an insurance agent. So right out of the gates, my very first job was 100% commission. And I literally ate what I killed, you know, and so I'm young, 20 something year old and spent seven total years as a agent and then eventually a sales manager and recruiting and had a lot of success within the Northwestern Mutual system, but eventually got recruited to go into a corporate setting, have worked in the corporate offices and home offices at Mutual of Omaha, at CUNY Mutual Group out of Madison, Wisconsin, at Pacific Life out in Southern California in Newport Beach, which was a fantastic place to live. And then most recently, I was chief marketing officer at Athene, which is a big annuity company uh, distributing through independent agents and independent financial advisors. Athene's based in Des Moines. And so that's what brought us here about four plus years ago now, uh, my family and I. And I'm married. I've got two school-aged kids. And we've got a little puppy about seven months old that's rocking our world right now. And so uh, that's that's the Baileys. It's like having a third child, that puppy, right? Oh, my gosh. Like last night, I'm like, man, I really need some shut eye. I'm really tired. And I couldn't get the dog to go to bed. And um, finally, it's just like, all right, put him in the kennel and they'll bark for a little bit, just like a baby, right? It's like they'll cry for a little bit, but eventually they'll uh, they'll just put it down, right? They'll, they'll go to bed. Once they realize they're not getting out of there. That's exactly yeah. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, so, okay. So, all right. So, then where does denim come from? So, you're, so you've done the corporate thing. You've, you've seen what it's, it's like to be boots on the ground agent. You have that experience. Where does, where does denim come in? Yeah. So, denim came in. Really, the, the idea, the genesis of the idea became kind of this passion of mine. Like a lot of people, right? They have a corporate gig and they're working on a side hustle or they're doing something extra. And really the passion project came around when I was at Pacific Life in Southern California, a la about 2012, 2013. By 2014, we'd made the move to Des Moines. I was CMO at Athene, but the crescendo was building and building and building around, all right, I've got this idea. I know there's a massive problem and I can't find anyone that's built this or solved this. And so finally, by uh, the summer of 2015, made the jump out of Athene and um, and decided, you know what, now it's now or never. I was in my young 40s at the time, and uh, this is summer of 2015, about three years ago right now. And by October of that year, I'd done enough quick market research and validation in the in the market with some, frankly, some coworkers and kind of friends of mine, right? That were industry colleagues and other CMOs at other insurance companies, and. I validated that, yeah, they were having the same same issues. And so that's where we got to uh, incorporating the company in October of 15. And we built technology for about a year before we then launched the company publicly, just kind of the stars aligned. And this thing called InsureTech Connect was happening for the very first time in the fall of 2016. And that aligned perfectly with when we wanted to launch the company to the world. And that's what we did. So I spoke uh, at that very first ITC. 
in October of 16. And here we are. We're about 18 months plus now into the market. And we count something like 60% of our customer base are in the Fortune 500. These are some of the largest and best known insurance companies like Principal and American National and uh, some other great organizations in the IA channel and IA space uh, like you guys. So we love we love this idea of helping out the independent agent channel. That's kind of where, where we're at today. So what exactly, what's the problem that Denim is solving? Yeah, so at the core, it's thinking of it this way. Consumers are mobile and social, where consumers are spending all their time and attention span on mobile and social, and agents are having a difficult time to get their message at the right moment in time on mobile and social in front of those just the right consumers that they want to target. And then the second version of that problem, though, is, okay, so we're going to make a tool for agents to figure out how to become some great mobile advertisers. Well, we didn't think that was the right approach. We thought at the end of the day, there are organizations like yours or there's organizations like a big insurance company who really know how to take that heavy lifting of mobile advertising off of their plate and to do it for them. And so that's what we built is we built this enterprise ready uh, software that large organizations or agencies are using to effectively do mobile and social advertising on behalf of all of their agent network. And so that might be an agent network of, you know, a few dozen, or it might be an agent network that's a few thousand. And we're able to handle all of that at scale very effectively and easily. So at the end of the day, just think of it this way. Agents are getting better local brand recognition. Agents are getting better lead generation uh, out of the work that their organizations and their carriers are doing on behalf of them. Now, you said uh, consumers have moved into a mobile and social world, and uh, it's probably fairly, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a far jump to reason that I agree with you, but um, for maybe those that are, that are listening at home, what, what exactly does that mean? Like, what does that mean to an everyday agent that, that consumers have gone mobile and social? Yeah. So let me just walk through kind of a little bit wonky, but it's a little bit of the research, right? And so I think it's always important to validate what are, what are the stats? What do the research say? And then we can just kind of put that into layman's terms eventually, which is we look at Pew Research quite a bit. So right now, Pew Research says that 77% of Americans are smartphone users. That represents about 224 million people just in the U.S. Um, Then you look at that and you go, okay, well, how many of those smartphone users are social media users? And stats indicate and research says that two hours every day, the average American spends looking at social media on their smartphone, two hours a day on average. And one of those two hours is on Facebook specifically. And so then we look at that and we go, well, as a marketer, you're a marketer, I'm a marketer. We, we look at that and we think, well, the marketer's primo job, right? The number one priority of a marketer is how do I get attention? How do I get consumer attention when it matters most? And so if we're spending that much time as a consumer looking at a five inch screen and a social media feed, how can we use that real estate? How can we use that form factor, that device? Uh, How can we use that to place messages that are in the right context, that are relevant to the audience they're being shown to at just the right moment that matters? And that's that's really what we're trying to optimize for. That is the outcome of Denim at the end of the day is to make agents, local agents in their local markets. That's the other part of what we do is geographical targeting and placing those ads from the right agent at the right moment in time to the right consumer so that the consumers are most likely to react and respond on that. 
and engage on that message. And so in layman's terms, what that means is, look, more and more and more, everybody's using a mobile device, using social media on that mobile device in a big, big way, and just using it for other things like online research on our mobile device. And so as we do that, we want to create these best experiences as we possibly can that allow the consumers to engage with local agents as best they can. Uh, So that's at the end of the day, that's how we think of mobile and social as almost like a form factor or a platform to deliver agents in a digital context when it matters most. And and I want to touch on that last piece that you just mentioned there, when it matters most. That to me is, is I think, a, a piece of this conversation that not many people touch on it it tends to be like a thrown in thought that that um doesn't get a lot of run but from my perspective uh you could you could literally have the best crafted message in the history of the world and if you don't deliver it as you said at that right moment that message could be a complete miss so how are you um working how, how does that uh that right moment play in like like what are you what research are you seeing and and what kind of tactics and strategies are you seeing that help define what that right moment is Yeah. So our vertical, our focus is an entire company, right? And the technology platform we've built is all insurance and financial services. And when you take insurance and financial services, one in two, about half of all consumers, all of us in America, we buy and we think about insurance at one of these life event or what I like to call moments that matter. And so that's, I'll, I'll give you a real life story. So my family, as I've just indicated, we've moved around the country previously for different jobs that I've had and different roles I've taken. We've moved, I don't know, let's call it a half a dozen times. Well, the most recent time was when we moved from Orange County, California to Des Moines, Iowa. And that was in the summer of 2000, uh, what was it, 2014. And so when we made that move, within six months of landing in Des Moines, Iowa and buying a new home and doing everything that you do when you move halfway across the country, I went back and I figured out that we had opened 11 new insurance and or financial services products. We had purchased 11 new insurance or financial services products. And Ryan, you have any idea how many independent agents knew that I was new to Des Moines and my family was new to Des Moines and reached out proactively to me? Um, I'm going to take a guess. Yeah, go for it. The answer is a big whopping nada, zilch, zero. They didn't know, right? They, maybe they maybe they had saw a press release or something and thought, oh, there's a new CMO at Athene. That happened, so maybe that was something. But they just didn't know. There wasn't any opportunity for an agent of any type or a bank or an investment professional because these are all the different things that we were setting up. We were getting homeowners. We got new car insurance on two vehicles. We got new... Um, a new umbrella policy. We got new uh, a 401k rollover. Uh, we got new investment accounts. We got new banking accounts and so on and so forth, right? And we, we, we know this. So the question became to me, all right, that's a moment that matters. And an independent agent should have the opportunity to politely insert and be helpful. And ex- frankly, that would have been extremely helpful to me. Like I had to go out and ask friends and ask other people, okay, well, who do I talk to about this in Des Moines, Iowa? I need to get set up with this kind of stuff. And it was a little bit of a process that I had to go through. And it has been multiple times every time our family had moved. So at the end of the day, how do we do that? We use data extensively to find people in these moments that matter. 
And we do that at massive scale, but at the end of the day, we bring it all the way back to local markets. And then the, our customers have their agents in each one of these local markets, and our software knows exactly where those agents are and where they want to show advertisements right across mobile and social. And so at the end of the day, uh, we match those things up so that an ad placement from a local agent can be delivered on a mobile device to a consumer that's in flight, right? That's in that that time frame of a moment that matters. And we're just, at the end of the day, a lot of this is is using data and intelligence very, very effectively. How important is where you send them? You know, I... Uh, so that you, you, you post a, a great ad, right? It's on time. It's in, it's in a moment that matters. It's, um, uh, to the right person, right message, and they click on it and then they go to a website that says copyright 2004 and it still has <laughs> green letters on it on a black backdrop and um and it's non-responsive you know yeah. that seems like a fail to me so how do you address that problem of like agents not having uh, you know not every agent who may be interested in this type of marketing has made the move to a modern uh website yeah, so it's a critical point you're making here. And the answer is obviously, yes, you've got to have a mobile responsive site or even a mobile responsive landing page. If that's the, you know, trying to really drive to a certain call to action, uh, we wouldn't just think of like a home page of a website. We might think of a little bit more of like a, a lead generation page or just someplace that they can get more specific information about whatever was presented in the ad itself. And so it's critical, important. Uh, you know, very high priority. Now at Denim, we provide a a product that does this landing page solution. Uh, but the majority of our customers say, no, they want to own that experience, right? They want to own as a part of their entire kind of marketing platform online. They want to own that experience, whether it's for a independent agent or another type of advisor. And so, yeah, we've got a great kind of cadre of partners that are wonderful in delivering those types of kind of online experiences on a mobile device beyond the click, as we would like to say. And I think it would be important to kind of note, though, that our product roadmap is always evolving. And I can tell you that you will see additional product coming from us from a technology standpoint that Denim will be building in the future that will further this evolution of how we think about consumers engaging with these local agents that are presenting these ads um, and, and the ability not just to reimagine how marketing is done or how agents are able to engage with consumers on mobile devices, but ultimately how can agents be relevant and actually make sales through the mobile device for very simple types of products? You know, at the end of the day, there's probably not a lot of commission to be earned on some type of like a renter's insurance policy for an IA, you know, to go out and, and make a renter's sale. But at the end of the day, if we can somehow figure out a way to use great tech to be able to do that on behalf of the local agent, make the local agent feel like they've got an omnipresence or a t always on 24 seven um, storefront. Uh, those are experiences that we really think about a lot and think deeply about to deliver for, for the independent agent channel. Now, are you guys just um, addressing Facebook or are there other platforms? Yeah. So within the Facebook ecosystem, we're delivering the ad experiences that I've talked about. We're delivering those across newsfeed, obviously on mobile and desktop for those few that still use a desktop experience. 
We're also delivering those through Instant Messenger, Facebook's Instant Messenger. Very, very quickly, probably even by the time this episode is out, we'll be live or soon thereafter on Instagram, uh, which is a huge exploding, as you know. And then Facebook's ad network called Facebook Audience Network, which is the ability to show off Facebook ads across mobile websites and mobile apps, third-party mobile apps. And so we're really, with just within the Facebook ecosystem, we're extending the reach massively across the internet on mobile and social. And I think, Ryan, very, very shortly in the near future, you'll see us extending horizontally uh, across other uh, types of ad networks and platforms. And so the obvious ones out there that you would think of would be things like Twitter or LinkedIn, et cetera. But even before that, we feel like there's probably a great opportunity to do some amazing things within Google's ecosystem. And so we're really right now from a product perspective, really buttoning some things up and our thinking around how we do that, gathering a lot of research and we'll have some exciting news yet this year around some of those additional, uh, additional ad networks that we'll be on. Can agents actually like individual local agents, like can, can Google pay-per-click ads actually be affordable? Or I I know I've heard that from a lot of agents that they're interested in pay-per-click ads, but that, you know, and, and most of them try to take it on by themselves, which I, which I think is their first mistake. Um, pay-per-click ads end up being too expensive is the terminology that I usually hear. So can you, know, how does that scale out for agents and, and can they use it as an effective, um, you know, additional source of inbound opportunities? It's a wonderful question because at the end of the day, we have to think of this and we do think of this in concert. We don't think of it as in isolation. And oftentimes when marketing tactics get kind of broken out, you know, agents or even not even agents, but big organizations, big companies will do things in isolation where they're not using the kind of that digital data trail. If we want to think of that in concert, one to the other, you and I as marketers, we call that cookies or we call it tracking mechanisms, right? Or pixels. And so we like to think of it as not just pay-per-click on its own, but we like to think of it as a part of a suite that together these drive the co- the overall cost down. And so you almost might think of it as, hey, how do you present a display ad in such a way or a video ad or something like that, that then drives interest enough or consideration enough to go and Google something? Well, if they go and Google something, you would hope then that that same agent is in Google ranking extremely high either organically or in our case via paid. And so that's the way we like to think of this across the board. And we think by using it as a suite or a concert of products together in Denim, that we will have that opportunity to significantly lower the overall cost footprint. I agree with you as, look, back in probably... 2011, 2012, et cetera, I was running marketing out at Pack Life in California. And that was one of my uh, kind of most learning moments where back in that time frame, I got what you just what you just indicated, which was, wow, pay-per-click is extraordinarily expensive. And, um, and so we, we're trying to change the game around that. Two other things I'll say quickly about that is that we're trying to think of it heavily about the combination of geographic uh, targeting, right? So this element of local combined with the other element of moments that matter. So that's the consumer element of just doing this in the right moments. And so... We've got some unique thinking around that going on right now to figure out what's the right secret sauce that we can try to, you know, I don't like this word, but I'll say it anyway. How do we hack the current model that's out there going on? Yeah, I I really like that point. I I completely agree with you. Um, 
a term that is confusing to a lot of people um, and it gets tossed around a lot by um, we'll call them gurus who are maybe trying to outkick their coverage is omni-channel and you know the, the 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 main core idea that people need to understand is that we're not playing in a in a singular channel it's not just blogging it's not just cold calling it's not just email marketing it, it it's not just referrals that the successful agencies, uh, particularly those that we're going to see at Elevate, you know, Jeff Roy, Seth Zaremba, everyone on the agent panel, Ashley Fitzsimmons, Rob McCarthy, Woody Brown, Avery Moore, Matt Simon, these agencies are thinking how do we piece all these different tools together? Pay-per-click, Facebook ads. Uh, I really like the the Instagram. I really like the instant, um, the Facebook messenger ads, like done really well. Those those have a tremendous conversion rate, especially if you're using it to for like a soft sell, like a like a subscribe sell or, or a connect right. versus uh, all the way to purchase a policy. So, right. and then you couple that with a solid website, good blogging, good customer service, good outbound, and all of a sudden, Someone sees your pay-per-click banner ad, uh, you know, or your you know your display ad. Then they see maybe in a Google search, they might skip over it, but see that you have a, a paid uh, pay-per-click ad. Then they see a Facebook ad, and then all of a sudden, um, someone forwards them your newsletter that you write, and that's when they pick up the phone. And you say to yourself, "Oh, well, the newsletter's killing it." Well, really, it's it's the different touches that. Are, are tough to track that that ultimately get them there. So by completely disregarding uh, ads in particular, um, you are, I think, leaving an incredible opportunity to brand your business just at a very top level to brand your business, not, a, n- not to mention the direct opportunities that you will get. Yeah, you and I, I know both, you're a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, as am I, and, and um, it was great to see you at his conference. You played yeah. a big role. On there at his conference, Agent 2021, right in Miami, and um, and so right, what he says is all about trading attention, right, for service or trading attention or or, or uh, leveraging attention of consumers. Well, that's what I've just started out talking about: is a consumer attention span is mobile and social, but it's not in just Facebook or it's not just on Google or it's not just in that one area on that newsletter they read on their mobile device. It's all of that, right? And so. It's kind of an extension of each of us as a consumer. And so, yeah, you let off by talking about omni-channel. I agree with you 100%. That's probably left for somebody that's, uh, you know, a little bit brighter than I am maybe. I'm squarely in a multi-channel context is how I like to think of it. And providing independent agents this ability to have a multi-channel consumer experience that they can deliver, that at the end of the day drives the business right back to their desk if they want to do it at their desk or at the coffee shop or if they want to do it over Skype or however they want to conduct the business at the end of the day. Uh, That's what we're all about is kind of that inner is really taking the technology part, but then matching it up with the human element, the human part. And I spoke a lot at our event that you guys were involved with. Chip was uh, your CEO was at our event, as you know, back in the fall in October at Denim Summit. And one of the things we talked a significant amount about at that event was the multi-channel experience and what that all meant and what it looks like. And so we've got a lot of that over on our blog right now, over on our website. And, um, and actually, I'm looking at a picture of Chip right now where he was speaking at that event, uh, talking about some of that. And that's denimlabs.com. We'll, we'll hit all the calls to action at the end, but yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you can go check out. Uh, you do a great job. Um, do you still do the podcast? I really like the podcast that you did. 
Yeah, I do. We, we sure do. It's called Denim Rivet. Thanks for the uh, the tee up there. And so Denim Rivet now is we just wrapped up. We do seasons, Ryan. And so on our show, we run September through May. And then we give everybody, including me, June, July and August off. And we kind of reformat and think about the upcoming season. And so we just literally wrapped up season three. And that means we've now got about 75 episodes out on our website that people can look at. And um, and yeah, it's called Denim Rivet. You're a smarter man than me. I, I do not do seasons. I, <laughs> I, I got to I got to get a refresh. You know, I kind of got to get my I'm, I'm aging. And so I just need a little time to rest, I guess. <laughs> well, either way, I, that's a smart strategy. Um, so, OK, so I have uh, I have just a couple more questions here. I want to be respectful of your time and the audiences. Um, so if I'm sitting here and I'm an individual agent, can I? call you and get set up for an account or is it more like um, I work in the see the the marketing office for uh, you know a Safeco a Westfield a, a national super regional working with independents or like maybe like like a, like an SIA or a Keystone or an alliance or somebody like that you know who who is your target customer that is really going to be able to leverage your tool um, uh, you know and, and, and provide the most value? Yeah. So if it's an independent agent is a one person individual, uh, we do not have a product today that services those types of individuals on a a one off basis. But we do have great organizations that we would then refer them back to. Uh, We do a little bit of conversation with them to figure out, okay, well, who does it make sense to send them to? And they're going to be ultimately one of Denim's customers or Denim's partners. And so uh, that's how we would handle that. We've built software for the enterprise first and foremost. That's kind of how we started the company. It's really the brand ethos. Now, eventually someday there may be a model where people could just go to denimlabs.com. They could find a get started, you know, and actually sign up on their own and self-service. But we just haven't gone there at this point. Today, we're all about enabling organizations that are a little bit larger. We like to think of it as, hey, there might be some agencies out there that have like 50 plus people in an agency. Um, Those would be the types of organizations that we, we would call a customer of ours directly at Denim, and then they would be able to execute these campaigns on behalf of each one of their local advisors or in their uh, their independent agents in their local markets. Um, so, so then, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I mean, so you're sitting here, you've listened to this, you're bought in. I think a lot of people probably have envisioned, you know, a lot of people who are sitting in these in these in these chairs have have envisioned a tool like this. Maybe they just didn't know that that Denim Labs was there. They've they're they're bought in. They certainly want to give you a call and get a demo. Like, where do they go? What's the what's the call to action here? Yeah. So denimlabs.com is the home place online for us. And so denimlabs.com slash demo, denimlabs.com slash demo is where they can sign up and get a uh, live demo from one of our team members here. Adam is probably going to be the individual that responds to that request and sets up a demo. Uh, The other place I would just invite, and you just kind of teed this up earlier, is we're putting out new content of blog articles and research and podcast episodes and webinars, et cetera on an ongoing basis. And so denimlabs.com slash blog uh, is is our blog. And so that's where all of that lives at. And uh, we invite everybody to come and take advantage of all the free content that we're putting in the market. 
Yeah, and if you enjoy Agency Nation, you'll definitely enjoy the stuff that Greg and his team are putting out on on uh, the Denim blog. It's it's very good stuff. Uh, I definitely reference it once in a while, and uh, and I do I do enjoy the podcast. So uh, I certainly encourage everyone to jump over there and at least uh, be part of that community and start to and start to see what you guys are talking about. It's it's definitely smart stuff. Well, Greg, I, you know, for people that are coming to Elevate, I know where uh, when this goes out, we'll be uh, just. You know, maybe about two weeks away from from Elevate, we're 18 days away as of recording it, and uh, you're going to be there. Uh, you're going to yes. be uh, speaking on the InsureTech Summit, so make sure or the InsureTech Summit, the InsureTech Showcase, sorry, um, which good. is on Sunday afternoon. Uh, make sure you stop by and check that out, and then um, you will be around for the entire event. Make sure you grab get Greg and talk to him, especially uh, my carrier friends who are listening. Um, this is the tool for our industry. Uh, if you want to solve um, this type of uh, problem and provide your agents with a with a solid benefit, I'm, I'm particularly thinking of the carriers who have like VIP programs or platinum programs, where maybe you have um, you know a ten or fifteen percent of your of your agency base that really drives you business. If you want to give them um, some type of um, you know a value added service, if you want to add that kind of thing, I think uh, this makes a lot of sense and. Um, I, it's, it's worth it's worth getting a demo. It's worth checking out and, and talking to Greg and his team. So uh, so thanks, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you being part of Elevate. Ryan, thanks for the opportunity. We're so excited to be out there in Cleveland with you and the entire organization and in the IA world, right? And so you're kind of building and you have built the epicenter, epicenter for IA. And um, we're excited to be a part of it this year. So thanks. We're looking forward to it. Awesome. Guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to this show. Leave us a review on Apple iTunes so other people can find us. And if you're feeling super froggy and want to know how to do this yourself, go to agencynation.com slash university and you can learn the how-to tactics for doing uh, SEO and and social and then uh, when you're feeling when you're feeling right you can upgrade to the uh, to denim and and their tool so thanks a lot Greg we're out of here oh man that was great if they show love I'm gonna show it back if the catch is too small I'm gonna throw it back I've done a lot but I ain't got a lot to show for that If they show love, I'ma show it back If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that Alright, yeah, let's get into it A lot of things have happened since we last spoke Like smash hopes, half empty, not as glasses broke And I'm the captain of this crash boat So when it's time to sink and swim, I always choose to do the backflow I know that not a lot of humans are as sharp as I am My modesty's my greatest quality But just imagine what would happen if I stuck to rapping, man. I'd probably have a helicopter and a couple mansions with some guard dogs and a bunch of fans they love attacking. Probably not, but it's fun to imagine. Hey, yo, I can't complain of where I'm at. I'm just happy to be here. I'd be ecstatic if we happen to have a repeat here. Thanks to Pro Leader, I'm rapping the heaters while passing the reefer, man. That's what I call having a breather. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot.
future, but that doesn't mean I gotta hang it. I used to be a Mormon saying things like, gosh and dang it, now I'm trying to rap while I act like I don't wanna make it. So fuck a record deal.